Welcome to the Happiness Podcast. I'm Dr. Robert Puff. In the previous episode, we talked about hedonic or hedonistic adaptation. And at its core, it states that we have within us a set point to happiness. We are going to be happy at a certain level throughout our lives, and that's not going to change. So when events happen that are external to us, we quickly go back to our level of happiness that we're set at. So for example, if we win the lotto, or if we break our backs, within a few weeks or months, we're going to go back to our level of happiness we were at prior to these events. So basically, hedonic adaptation teaches us that happiness is within us. It really isn't in any way relevant to what's going on outside of us. So how do we change it? How, if we are set at a low level of happiness, how do we get it higher? Is there anything that we can do to improve our lives and find ourselves living much happier lives because our set point to happiness has been raised. Well, that's what this episode is about. Truthfully, it's really the premise of this whole podcast. How do we raise our set point to happiness and have beautiful lives? But in today's episode, we're going to explore a very specific technique that we can do. And if we do it on a regular basis, we'll raise our set point to happiness. Well, what is it? It is called negative visualization. Basically, it's taking a little bit of time every day, imagining the things that you fear that could happen, visualizing them happening, and then saying, I can do that. Because if we can imagine negative things happening, things that we fear, and be okay, a few things are going to happen. One is, we're not going to be afraid anymore. We're not going to fear those things because we're not afraid. We know we can handle them, so we're okay. So fear will begin to lose its grip over our hearts and minds. The second thing is, we're going to enjoy life a whole lot more because we're going to realize that these negative things can happen, so we best really enjoy what we do have. And it really helps us to savor and enjoy the life that we're given, given that someday it may change. But if we realize that and not in denial about that, then what happens is we really become what I call super enjoyers. We just enjoy life, realizing that so much of life is a beautiful gift. A third thing we'll avoid is what we call catastrophizing. Because we now have a grip on things and can handle things well, we won't create these horrible stories of what could happen and may happen, and wouldn't that be horrible? It's more like, this could happen. I can handle that. I can be okay with that. And then relaxing and living life well. We tend to catastrophize, and negative visualization keeps us from doing that. I think we all know stories of fears and catastrophizing. Let me share one of my own. When I was in graduate school, I once went overseas to India for two months to study and do research on different religions. And after two months, I was ready to come home. It had been a long trip. It had been a beautiful trip, but it had been long. And I'd seen a lot of things, and I was ready, very ready to come home. I went to the airport a week early to see if I could get home earlier because I was so ready to come home. I just needed to be out of that country. Even though it was a beautiful country, I was just ready to be home. And the flight attendants couldn't tell me if I could get on the plane or not, so I had to wait several hours to find out if I was going to make it. And I really suffered a great deal because I just couldn't imagine not getting on that plane. All I could think about, I have to get home, I have to get home, I have to get home. And I so much suffered. And I wish I had these tools back then that I have now. 
Because what I would have done differently and what we can do differently when we're in these situations is actually visualize ourselves not having things work out the way that we want and then saying, I can be okay with that. Because of course, if I had stayed, I would have been okay. I just wanted to get home. It was more of a preference than something in my head had created at something that had to happen. Making it something that had to happen, I was going to suffer, which I did. So negative visualization is about seeing things that we don't want to have happen, seeing them happening, and then saying, I can do that. I can adjust to that. I may not want that. I would prefer that not to happen, but I can do that. So let me share another example that just happened last night. About four times a year, I come up to Santa Barbara to a retreat center to relax and just enjoy myself. And I take the train from San Juan Capistrano all the way up to Santa Barbara. Well, this weekend was one of those perfect storms that we had in California. It was the worst storm we've had in years, and it did a lot of damage. I know when I got on that train, it hadn't started raining yet, but everyone predicted a bad one was coming. And as I stood on that platform, I utilized negative visualization. I imagined that my train, for some reason, wouldn't make it. Could I be okay with that? What would I do? And I thought, well, if I don't make it, I'll either come back or find a hotel near the train station, wherever it can't make it to, and spend the night there. I was really looking forward to coming up to my retreat center in Santa Barbara, but I knew getting on that train, I may not make it, and that was okay. And sure enough, about halfway on my way to Santa Barbara, the train announcer said that our train was going to stop, it was going to have to wait and see if it could keep going because the tracks were covered with debris, and it didn't know if we were going to make it, so we would have to stop and wait. So again, I used negative visualization. I thought, I can stay on the train, I may not make it, and I could just find a hotel room around wherever the train makes it to, or... Because I was using negative visualization, I said, what are my other options? I thought, well, I can call Uber and take an Uber ride up there because probably the roads are clear, and that way I'll make it on time. And sure enough, as soon as we pulled into the station, the Uber car that I had called was waiting for me, and we headed up to Santa Barbara. Well, if you happen to know the West Coast very well, there's a certain part of heading up to Santa Barbara in which there's only one way to get there. That's Route 101. And as we are heading up on that route, signs started popping up on the freeway saying there had been a mudslide and Route 101 was closed. So the driver was using Google Maps and it gave us another option through the mountains to get up there. And he asked me if I wanted to take it. I said yes. But sure enough, as we're driving up the mountain, it was really bad. There were lots of mudslides. And I realized I probably wouldn't make it. And I sat back and said, okay, is this all right? I thought, yes, I would prefer to make it. But if I didn't, I saw what that would look like. I just have to find a hotel room for the night and then figure out what I wanted to do the next day. I could visualize the negativity of not making it, and I was okay with that. So I just sat back and meditated as we continued to drive on. And sure enough, we made it. And it was quite a relief, and I was glad that we made it. But either way, I would have been okay. I was preferring to get there, which I did, which I am, but I would have been okay if it hadn't happened. And this is the power of negative visualization. We're able not to create stories because we can see the story going the way we don't want. We need to be okay with that. And then we can live life well. Because so often life just doesn't go the way we want it to. I mean, that's kind of a given. There are going to be a lot of surprises along the way. 
and visualizing them happening a little bit every day is a great way when they do come not to be surprised by them. And then we handle them well. But another great thing about negative visualization is it really teaches us to love life well, to appreciate life and not take it for granted. What do I mean by that? I mean, this is one we probably all know someone who has done this. They have a child that they deeply love because they expect to outlive that child. They fight with that child. They argue with that child. They take that child for granted. Then tragedy hits. Sadly, that child dies. And what does that parent have? They have their grief, but they also have all their remorse for taking that child's life for granted and for treating them ways in which they, if they'd known they were going to die, they would treat them very differently. With negative visualization, we do think once in a while that we may lose those people that we love. And what it helps us to do is then love them better because their life in ours is a gift. We aren't guaranteed to have them for the rest of our lives. There's nothing we're guaranteed. And what negative visualization allows us to do is to live better because we don't take life for granted. Here's another example. Most people in their 20s don't think about their health. They feel good, they feel great, and their health isn't that important to them. They take it for granted. But then when when they get older, starting in their 40s, 50s, 60s, and for sure in their 70s, there's a lot of aches and pains. And now they wish they had that healthy body back. But if that 20-year-old would use this technique of negative visualization, two things are going to happen. One is they truly are going to appreciate their healthy body and be thankful for it on a daily basis. And the second thing is they're going to do things to make sure they stay healthy because they realize health is a gift. And as they get older, if they're going to stay healthy, they have to do things. And when they do get older, their bodies are going to be healthier because they didn't take it for granted. But if they do get health problems like most people do, they're going to be okay with that too. Because part of negative visualization is truly being okay with seeing things that we don't want to have happen and being okay with that. Because life just doesn't always go the way we want it to. And that's okay because we visualize it going that way, seeing that we can handle that. And life then, whatever it throws at us, is doable. Not only is it doable, it's beautiful. One of the things that I teach on the Happiness Podcast is our suffering comes from our attachments. When we're attached to a certain outcome, we're going to suffer. But if we prefer a certain outcome and it doesn't happen, we're okay. With negative visualization, we can be okay with anything. And thus, our level of internal set point to happiness, wherever it's at, is going to rise. Because now, instead of being attached to certain outcomes, we just prefer things to have happen. And if they don't happen... We're okay with that because we have visualized that happening and found peace. And so we're not afraid anymore. Not only that, we just don't give those fears any more energy, which really throughout the day causes our level of happiness to be depleted. If we're not constantly worrying about it, then we're not going to suffer. Now, mind you, this is not easy to do because certain things we are really attached to. We're attached to our children. We're attached to our health. We're attached to our living and living a long life well. But life doesn't always comply. It changes. And with negative visualization, we adapt 
very well to these changes. So how do we implement this in our lives so that we can have beautiful lives? First off, remember, this is not catastrophizing. This isn't about creating fears. This is about looking at things that we're afraid of and finding peace with them because they may happen. And if we can find peace with everything in our lives, then there's really nothing to fear. So what I would recommend is implement what I did on my Santa Barbara trip. Imagine today what's bugging you the most. What is your greatest fear? Think about it. What's creating you the most anxiety? Then imagining that thing happening, like I would have been stuck in a hotel instead of making it to my retreat center. Then say, can I be okay with that? I know it's hard because we may think, like when I was in India, I'm not going to be okay. I'm not going to be okay if that happens. But if we want to be happy, we have to make a choice. We have to make a choice between happiness or things going a certain way. And remember, through the last lesson, hedonic adaptation, that things going a certain way won't affect our level of happiness. What matters is this, learning to adapt whatever happens. So if we can face things and say, I can do that, then we're going to find that whatever happens, we're good. We're really good. So again, focus on what's bugging you the most and then visualize it happening and then saying, I'd rather be happy than having that thing turn out a certain way and then let it go and live life, live life well. Once we know we can do it, then we focus on just living well in the present moment and letting those ongoing fears dissipate like the mist in the sky. We let it go away and we just focus on all the beauty that's around us. Now, if you happen to be one of the listeners that life seems to be going great right now, and why would I need to focus on anything like that? It's because we're all going to face something, no matter how well in theory life is going. We're going to face illness, and for sure we're going to face death, our own death, and often the death of many people that we love. If we can visualize that and be okay with it, then when life does change, when circumstances change, we know we're going to be okay. And it helps us to appreciate today so much more because we know life is a gift. It's a gift that we can truly love well if we live it in the present moment and never take it for granted. And when it changes and things aren't going the way we want, we do focus on things that are going well because there's always something, always something beautiful that we can focus in on our lives. And we give that our attention, knowing that we need so little to be happy. We become childlike, seeing wonder, beauty, wherever we are, in the simplest of things. Thank you for joining me on the Happiness Podcast. If you are enjoying these podcasts, I'd love a review from you. You can leave one on iTunes or you can go to happinesspodcast.org. That's happinesspodcast.org. You'll see an icon there called Testimonials. Click on it, follow it through, and it will leave you three spots where you can leave reviews. Until next time, accept what is, love what is. You've seen it for yourself. Maybe you've even felt it as you walked into your company's office today. You can tell that your employees are gloomy, discontent, and just plain unhappy. And it's affecting your business. 
Sales are gradually slipping. Expenses are rising and profits are sliding away. As a result, your vision as CEO is undermined. Your system is frustrated and it's leaving your customers wondering what's going on. The worst part is the fun that you used to have running your company is rapidly fading. It makes sense, and it's not your fault. Dr. Robert Puff has seen the same cycle of negativity throughout his 30 years of psychology. He's tackled the true causes of unhappiness and has helped people improve their lives in important ways with simple solutions. And he's ready to bring those solutions to your company. Dr. Puff's custom workshops quickly target the root problems of your team's negativity, and his proven techniques create a catalyst for positive change in their attitudes. After attending one of Dr. Puff's workshops, people have said they feel a massive weight has been lifted from their shoulders. He presents a fascinating three-hour seminar to your employees that helps them find true happiness in life and at work. And he's willing to present it twice in one day to reach more of your people. And they're left with exercises they can do to keep their positive energy and happiness at full tilt. A happy company is a successful one. Contact Dr. Puff today to discuss your company, your challenges, and the solutions that can make the difference. 714-337-4889 or email drpuff at cox.net. That's 714-337-4889 or drpuff at cox.net.